Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, my friends. This week, let's talk about our good intentions around how we set up our space and the way that we tackle our hobbies and activities in general, and ways that that can enhance our ability to get things done, and some of the side effects of some of our weird planning. So my story centers around a sudden and deep desire to sew my projects. I have a bunch of fabrics in my closet my sewing machine, a serger, all kinds of fun stuff. And I recognized as I was going through my closet that maybe it was time to craft and maybe get some of these unfinished projects out of the way so that I could clean up space. But then I also had a desire for a pair of pants that would do what I wanted them to do. So I had found this really fun, like kind of fit and flare bell-bottomy number at Target one time. And I thought, wow, these are great. I want more pants like this. I like the shape of them, but maybe in a thicker fabric where it doesn't show every wrinkle of my butt, that that would be nice. So let's try that. I'll order some fabric and I'll see if I can replicate the pattern. So I got excited about it. I started Googling because that's what you do is figure out where can you get what you want. And what I learned, well, what I figured out was that I would probably do a better job with a real pattern that I cut out and follow and follow actual directions versus just trying to guess. Because I recognized that if I wanted to make jeans and not just a stretchy pair of pants that's slightly bigger than the one that I have, I probably should follow some instructions because I'm going from just a pair of stretchy pants that I can pull on and off to having um, a zipper and a button and maybe I want pockets and all of that's really complicated. So maybe I want to take a note from someone who knows what they're doing. And so I went on Etsy, the place of all fun things, and I ordered a bunch of patterns. And because I'm me, I didn't stop at just one pattern for the jeans that I wanted to make. (laughs) I went crazy. And I got one for a blouse and a couple of dresses and then um, the jeans, a couple of shirts, like different things that I wanted to make. And when those came in a few days later, I thought, okay, I'm going to go through the fabric that I currently own and see what I could use to make any of this and then see what I need to order. Initially, I thought I was just going to go and order fabric, but then I went, wait, on the pattern, it'll tell you what you're supposed to use and how much of it. And you could actually like save yourself money by buying what you need and not like three yards extra. So I'm proud of myself for having some restraint and going shopping afterwards. But then I went shopping and I bought all the stuff. And with every good intention, I came home with it and I put it in my office. Bum, bum, bum. And from there, I watched as my general ability to focus just went out the window with everything. (laughs) Have you ever done something like this where you're like, I'm so excited about a project and I'm going to do whatever. And then you get all the stuff and realize you're completely stuck and you don't know what to do and everything seems really overwhelming. Yeah, me too. So what I have learned about it Actually, I'll just share what I've learned about it from my own experience. There were a few things that I could have done better for myself that might have been more conducive 
to the progress I was hoping to achieve earlier on in this process. One of them is to take one of the fabrics and all of its little accessories and just have that one project in the place where it was going to be made. And that probably would have been a really a number one okay idea. What I did instead was I put every single project piled up next to each other in the way, slowly cluttering up my space, making it difficult for me to even unravel like the first pattern and cut it out. And I kept getting overwhelmed at each step of the process. (laughs) So I'd have to open up the pattern and decide what it was even talking about. So I had to learn a lot of new stuff that was also difficult, but that's okay. And then figure out what I was supposed to follow. So when, for those of you that don't sew, when you get a pattern, you open it up and often it has a bunch of different sizes in there. So you have to determine what your size is and then cut out the shapes that correspond to your size And they're all numbered and you've got to figure out which fold of the fabric it goes on, what direction the pattern is, how many copies of it do you need, where are you going to pin it, like all of those things. And it is way more work than you initially anticipate, but it's also very rewarding if you enjoy such stuff. So I do enjoy it, but it also takes up a lot of space. So it it takes like a, a good area, like a whole table, a whole floor to lay out something as big or as long as a dress, particularly because the pattern itself has the cutout for, you know, a section of the dress, but it, then on further pieces of that paper, there's like the top for the part, the top for the part, the part for the top, <laughs> the collar, the hems, the sleeves, all of that stuff. And then you have to cut them all out and then it'll show you in a little conveniently drawn picture how you should fold the fabric that you bought and how to lay it out and what direction to like pin the pieces that you just cut out on and how many copies to cut. So that just takes a lot of legwork and thinking and it makes a mess. And as you cut fabric, like little pieces of fabric are everywhere. And some of it, like I had a velvety kind of thing that was dusty and was sending stuff everywhere. So it makes a mess and there is a lot of clutter. And there were pieces everywhere and it's me trying to fold them back up and fit them back in the pocket. But how many pieces do I need to leave out to work on? So it's that plus the next seven projects. And I set this up in my workspace, which I then realized was probably not my smartest move that I've ever done. I think of my office as like, it's my creative space. It's where I do my work. It's where I work with people. It's where I record podcasts. It's where I make stuff. It's sometimes where I paint or draw, but I also have other areas in the house where I could do this. And I had chosen my office thinking it was the least disruptive of the household functioning. Cause I was like, Oh, if I do it on the kitchen table, obviously like that would be a mess. Cause there's no way I finish a project like this. And even one afternoon, they're definitely a couple of days at a minimum for me for any project like this, because I'm not a seamstress. I'm not amazing at it. It takes me a while to figure out what I'm doing. And some of the patterns that I'm making are more complicated. It's not just like two pieces of fabric that you just sew together at the edge and then you're done. There's layers and elastic bands and all kinds of weird stuff. So it just takes a while. And also I'm not great at it. So sometimes I have to spend a lot of time unraveling what I did and trying again, which also is somewhat unmotivating (laughs) and sometimes motivating. It just depends what it is. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that in setting this up where I did, I started to notice that my ability to pay attention to the project I was working on, to my normal everyday work, it was all starting 
to get worse. And then my attitude was starting to get worse in general about life and stuff. And I was starting to feel like I had a lot to do and I wasn't getting it done. And then I didn't want to do any. And just as I always do, when there's a lot of clutter or mess in any space, I tend to not want to be there anymore. And one day I realized, oh no, I have done that to like my one sacred space, which I normally keep very pristine so that I have a good energy flow. And now it's just clogged. Like every angle of the room has threads and fabric and stuff to get thrown away. And then also my work stuff didn't have space because normally it's on that section of my desk. So it moved over and then I threw some on the shelves and I just couldn't find anything anymore. And it was deeply frustrating. And it started to make me sad and angry. And every time I would come in to do something other than an actual client appointment, I was like, I don't want to be in here. I don't want to be on the computer, even trying to use my space. Like there just nothing was where I wanted it to be. And what I've learned is maybe to not do that. (laughs) But I had to turn it around. And I'm still actually in the process of doing that is recognizing that I can use the space in a multitude of ways, but I can't do it all the time. I can't just throw everything that I ever possibly want to do into the same space and think that it's going to go well. I need to plan a little bit better and I need to take care of and cultivate my space in a more mindful manner even saying that makes me feel like so guru-y. Like I hate hearing that from people where they're like, you know, in order to have your chi flow better, you need to have a very clear space and be clear about how you're using the space. And yet my lived experience of it really says, yeah, that's kind of true because I'm miserable when everything is a mess, when there's too many things piled up and I feel like I'm behind, even though some of this, most of it was a project that I chose that no one told me I had to do. And it's supposed to be for fun. And I want to ask you, how many times have you done something like that where you get excited about something, you bring a new project on board, and it's like your hobby and it's for fun. And yet, as it's sitting there, it eats at you and makes you feel bad about yourself. And you're not sure why you're not doing it and why you feel so angry and upset about how it's not getting done. And suddenly you feel like you're a bad person and that you're bad at doing things. That sucks. It's not a great feeling. I can tell you. Like, I've been living in that for a little bit. So here's how. I'm resolving it and in a way how we can all resolve stuff like this. So the first part was recognizing it's gotten out of control and conceding that I'm going to have to deal with the mess that I've made (laughs) for a little bit because at the level of explosion that it was, this isn't something that I could undo in an afternoon and have it go exactly back to the way it was. So I looked at it and went, okay, it's a mess right now what's reasonable? So that's the first question is what's reasonable? How can I correct this train? The next thing I did was fold up all of the stuff that I wasn't planning on working on immediately and have it in a single pile moved over to the side so that it wasn't taking up my entire floor space and tripping me up because that was really difficult too. Once everything was not taking up the entire floor space, I really focused on just the one thing that I needed to do. So I was like, what do I need to do to get past this crazy mess? What do I need to do to feel like I've made any progress and stop feeling bad about myself? So I would just decide to focus on one aspect of one project per day, and then the next step of that project. And as I was doing it, I started cleaning it up where before I had started a project, and I would just leave everything strewn about the floor. 
And I went, okay, that's not really working for me. I do need to be more mindful about it. And it did make me feel better. Like, I don't know, more adult, more organized, a little bit more in control, I think is the main aspect of it, of having my stuff in a space, in a place, used for a time and then put away. I've started even going through just my gear itself and going, what can I get rid of here that is no longer useful, that's cluttering up my space, that I have to dig through it every time to get to what I actually need? And do I even have any projects that match with those particular materials anymore? And if they don't, can I just put them aside, donate them to someone else, or just use them with scrap? So that started to help. In my actual workspace, I was getting more clear about what needed to be out to get my work done and have that just in front of my computer. And then I've noticed that the shelving nearby has gotten cluttered with everything that I moved out of the way for the sewing machine. Then I had to make a decision about that and go, is it okay that it's kind of a wreck and not the way I would like, or do I need to do something about it in order to get through the rest of my days? And of course the answer is yes, I have to do something about it. I can't just leave it in complete disarray. So I went through and organized a little better and went, these are the things that I need to be able to grab and pull onto the desk at any given moment during my regular work days. And here's a pile of the stuff that I sometimes need, but it's okay if it's in more of a disorganized pile, but at least a pile where I know where to find it so that I'm not turning and looking in my space and feeling as though it's just horrible to look at and be around and it feels bad because I notice that when everything is just thrown around, I feel bad. And when I feel bad, I'm not doing my best work and I don't show up and I'm not getting things done. It's so weird how our environment influences us that much, but it really, really does. And I thought about, okay, how can I make this a place in which I want to be in and thrive and get things done a little bit faster? And I recognized that I needed to have some music or something going on to create a mood that would help the whole process keep going. And I also started to remember that I need to congratulate myself on each stage of progress so that I would recognize that I had actually been reaching milestones and that I was making progress, that things were getting completed and that I had been using my time well. What often happens is I can work on something for days or weeks, but if I don't acknowledge how much has gotten done, all I notice is the pile of stuff ahead of me of what still needs to get done. And I want to eliminate that so that I'm feeling motivated and I'm feeling very gratified about how much I've worked. So I'm recognizing that I'm a praise whore, I guess. And I just want to be told that I'm awesome. And I have to do it for myself because I am in my little hidey hole by myself. No one's really working with me. Haha, <laughs> which brings me to the next thing that I did, which is I have a friend that also crafts and works with yarn. And we just decided to have a day where we'd get together and work on our projects. And she got to come into my crazy explosion room of stuff and we got so much done in that one day on our projects, and it made a world of difference in how I was feeling about my creative process, what I was capable of getting done. I could show off some of the stuff that I had already completed. I got to help her with what she's doing, have a conversation, and things just flowed. So in three hours with her, I got more done than I typically do in any like given day for six or seven hours. And it also brought me to the realization that three hours of focused work is better than six or seven hours of just blathering around. That three hours of work with a friend towards a common purpose got more done and it got it done better 
than me just popping in and trying my best, but not really getting there, which isn't to say that that wasn't good, but it reminded me to focus on shorter and more intense spurts of work rather than thinking that if I just keep coming back and doing it, even when I'm not particularly feeling good or motivated about it, I get more done. It's just easier. And I feel better about the whole thing. So I'm currently tackling all of these projects in shorter periods of time. I'm more willing to set a timer and be like, I'm going to work on this for an hour or 20 minutes, and then I'm going to walk away and I'm going to go do something else. And I'm remembering that in life, there's a lot of things that we do and they all bring nourishment into our lives. So the creative process is certainly very nourishing for me, but it cannot be my only pursuit or it turns toxic. And I would warn you in your own pursuits, like, is there anything that you do that you do to a degree where it starts to become toxic? And if you notice that, can you go like, oh, a little bit of this really is medicine for me. Too much of it starts to go sour. So I'm recognizing that I can go in and be creative for a little while, but then I need to stop and I need to focus on like making a healthy meal or going for a walk. I can come back in and be creative for a little while. And then I want to work on being productive in my business, or I want to work on cleaning my environment because that helps me feel better too. And all of those things are helping me have a better life experience. And it's reminding me also that accomplishment isn't everything. It's not everything in the world. Having something that I want to complete and work on The process is great, but if I'm only focused on how much can I create, how fast can I get there, when can this be done, everything just feels a little bit more intensely sucky. (laughs) I just don't like it anymore, and I'm not willing to tolerate that. So I'm wanting my experiences to be more positive. I want to be enjoying the process, and when I recognize that I'm hitting a point where it's not not really helping me feel better about life. And it's not really progressing because I've gotten stuck and I'm anxious and all of those emotions are arising. It's usually because that's my body or my mind or my emotions signal to say, Hey, you've been focused on this a little bit too long and maybe it's time to do something else. As I'm taking more time in my life to notice when I need these transitions, I'm finding that things are moving more easily. I'm actually completing more projects. I'm enjoying my days a lot more and I have more variety in my days as well. So I can look back and go, Oh, I didn't just like disappear into my room for a month and then come back out and here with some stuff. I'm actually able to look at my life and go, Oh, I've been spending a lot of time on creative projects, but at the same time, I've also managed to like get out to the beach more and spend more time with my kid and have some vacation stuff. And be more of a three-dimensional human being, which I appreciate. Mm. So to all of you out there, if you're struggling with a creative process, if you found that you've somehow managed to muck up your space in the pursuit of something that you thought you wanted to do, and then it turns out you don't want to do it, consider if the reason that you're getting stuck, if the reason that it's starting to get hard is in part because you've cluttered up your space and cluttered up your mind with these thoughts that it all needs to be done at once, or that one isn't enough, we need to do seven, because I definitely did that. (laughs) Is there a way for you to easily back off of that, and to give yourself some grace to enjoy the process again? And if so, how can you look at your space, look at your time and clear it out a little bit so that it just has more breathing room, and it can actually be the nourishment that you were looking for in the first place? Mm. 
My friends, I hope that you have a fantastic week ahead, that your creative projects are bringing you a lot of joy and inspiration, and that anywhere that you're stuck, you find the moment where you can look at it with love and appreciation for yourself and go, oh, self, how did we get ourselves in this mess? And just gently redirect yourself back into a more healthy balance between how you set up the way that you're going to work and the way that it's actually possible to do that work. I am sending you so much love and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.